Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host, Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. What's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. Just the triple D's here, and today we got a special episode for y'all because we're not going to talk about the games this time. You know, we normally hit y'all with the games, but this time it's one of my favorite parts of the season, the NBA trade deadline season. So, you know, you got to figure out who's going to be dumb, who's going to be smart, who's going to do what, who's going to pump fake. There was a lot of pump fakes last night. We're going to talk about some of them, but we're going to get right into the trade deadlines. So the first move with the NBA trade deadline was the Detroit Pistons traded DeLon Wright to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. So who do you guys think won the trade? Nobody. Next. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that you don't think the Kings improved no. getting rid of Corey Joe getting DeLon Wright? You know, DeLon Wright was a was a was an important piece of that Dallas Mavericks team that had the best offense of all time last year. Are you gonna treat him like he just Corey Joe? That's crazy. Yes. All right, so the <laughs> next move. The Cleveland Cavaliers. This right this year is right for you, Darnell. The Cleveland Cavaliers traded JaVale McGee to the Denver Nuggets for Isaiah Hartenstein and two second-round picks. How do you guys feel about this trade? I don't really think – I don't really know what to think about that trade because I don't really know much about Hartenstein, to be honest. But they did get two second-round picks, so that's a plus. Um, you were wondering how much value that JaVale McGee would, would get in – Coming into the deadline, you you expected, okay, we can get at least one second-round pick. That was the expectation to get two and possibly three. I think that's, you know, a lot of upside there. It's only second-round picks. You're not, you know, getting first-rounders or anything. So, I like the move. You got anything, Demetrius? I guess my first question, honestly, coming out of this is, I, how important do you guys think second-round picks are? Right. Because teams, you know, you're going to get them because whatever. You want to get something. Um, but do you guys think they're valuable or not? Because we're going to hear a lot more about second-round picks, so I guess we need to establish that as a basis. I mean, it all depends on, you know, the team drafting. As we know, there are some amazing second-round picks. Definitely. Isaiah Thomas, for one, was the 60th pick in the league. And as we know with the Raptors, we'll talk about them later. But as we know with the Raptors, most of their most of their core came from a lot of late first rounders, second rounders, and undrafted picks when they won the title. They were the first team in history to win a title without a single lottery pick. So I mean, it it's like obviously it's a it's a lesser chance of hitting on something, but just the chance that you could hit on, say a you don't even gotta find a Jokic or a Ginobili. But if you or can even find green. like a yeah, but if you can even find like a like a just a valuable role player that from the second round pick, then you won the trade. If you just go and get rid of JaVale McGee anyway. And look, JaVale McGee got two second rounders and a, a, a player when Andre Drummond just had to get bought out. <laughs> so <I know. laughs> like you, you feel me? It's worth something. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. another thing is when you can 
package multiple first, second round picks to get a first round pick, I think that's where you see the real value. So it's not that much value in the second round pick as itself, but just acquiring trade assets in general, I think, you know, for especially for a rebuilding team is, is crucial. Yeah. Like, like, for look at the 76ers, for example, look like an Isaiah Joe or something like that, you know? Like, he was a second rounder. Or y'all traded um Tony Bradley to give Paul Reed more minutes because he just won, you know, G League rookie of the year and MVP. So, I mean, you can either package it in or something, or you might just find a hidden gem out there. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. I take it Demetrius doesn't agree at all. <laughs> no, I'm just listening. I'm trying to think. Um, I see what you guys are saying. That was kind of my thought on it anyway. Just wanted to just wanted to clarify that more so for people than for me, because um, you know, hey man, you gonna hear hey, y'all heard it. A lot of people saying it was a boring trade deadline, so gotta paint the value on it. Anyway, the Cavs obviously they won that trade to me. They're not going anywhere, so you know if you're not going anywhere, you might as well get something. More shocking, like you guys said though, that Andre Drummond couldn't get anything. Damn, anything? Not even a Nets like two. They ain't want no nobody want nobody want his dumbass contract, bro. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, twenty nine million. Twenty nine million. But then you have to make up cap space for it for like because contenders want him. Don't know like regular ass team want him. Like he's yeah. trying to go to a contender. But if you go to a lake, if you go to the Lakers or the Nets or somebody that don't have a lot of cap space, they just can't afford him without giving up something valuable. Like, like if he were to go to Brooklyn, like he couldn't go there. Like Blake just had to sign a veterans minimum or like something around that. So, true, true, true. All right. Yeah, I think it was more so the con trying to move the contract than anything. So, yeah. All right. So for the first really big trade of the trade deadline, the Orlando Magic traded Nikola Vucevic and Alfaruka Minu to the Chicago Bulls. For Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., and two first-round picks. So, who do you guys think won that trade? Question. Uh, uh, what are they protected? The first-round picks. I'm not. There were no reports about any specific protections. Okay, and what? So I'm years? unsure. I'm sure they're probably like high lottery protections. Yeah. What years are they? Um, I'm not sure. 2021 and 2023. That's an awful trade deadline moderator, man. 2021, 2023. Okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> one thing I want to see. All right, Darnell, you can go first. I want to do some research before I give you an official opinion. I mean, I think obviously Orlando, obviously, we're not Orlando. Obviously, the Bulls are the winner in the trade. Mm-hmm. Even though you do give up two first-round picks, I think it's more of a win-now move. And as we've seen, the Bulls aren't the best at drafting players over the last past however many years. They did hit on Patrick Williams. I don't know if he's a hit or not yet. I can't really go that far. But he's somebody that has a little bit of upside, the fourth pick in the draft. But they have Zach Levine. They'll probably make him some type of extension offer in offseason. We'll see how that plays out. But 
Wendell Carter Jr., he was someone who was previously benched. So he, you know, wasn't playing well this season. He just wasn't the guy that they thought that they were getting. And to get a proven all-star to pair with Zach Levine, that gives them some kind of uh, a start, you know, that they really didn't have before. They just had a lot of pieces. Now they, you know, kind of move out a couple of those pieces and a big contract and Otto Porter that, you know, wasn't really worth it. And they got an all-star. And I think that's really the the whole juts of why they wanted to make this move. Okay. So what I wanted to see was when Zach Levine's contract is up and it's up in 2022. So another year, it's this year, next year, and then it's up. So this is really, it's it's all going to be about Zach Levine signs because whether that, you know, 2023 first matters or not. And I think I would say this helps it because, you know, we, we might talk about, well, no, nah, we can talk about it now. They also were trying to trade Lori Marketing for no reason toward the end. And that was just dumb. So they actually got lucky that they didn't trade him. Because to me, now you have Levine and you have two bigs. And as we know, his issue is he can't really dribble that great. He's explosive. He can dunk and transition. He's a good shooter. But the problem is he can't really run the offense, right? So they were trying to get Lonzo. But I think Kobe White can do it okay. And the thing is, Vucevic... He can do it decent enough, but he also can just be the offense, right? You can just give him the ball and he can score, just like a Zach Levine. So now you have two scorers. Um, the Bulls are the eighth or seventh seed in the league right now. I think they're gonna make I think they're gonna be able now to make a push to the sixth seed um and get into the playoffs. And it really just depends on next year. You have now Lucevic there, you have Billy Donovan. They could be one of those surprise random four three seeds kind of shock you just because kind of cohesion. They're going to have a lot of offense, a lot of offense. And, you know, we've seen this year, they kind of play everyone tough to a degree. Um, right now they're the 10 seed, but you know what? They're going to make a push. And they got, they got to get some playoffs this year. Um, but I think they're going to get on the pace over the Pacers. Damn, the Heat are the seven seed. That's going to be tough. And they got to get in over either – the one of these couple of teams, the Hornets, Knicks, Hawks, Heat, Celtics. I get over on them. The Hornets are fighting, man. They're fighting dummy hard right now. They're the four seed. They they said, bro, we we we're not gonna go quietly in the night and keep winning games. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I, I think the Bulls won this trade. I obviously they won the trade. I think they won the trade deadline. This is my opinion. We can get more into that. Um, my, my only thing with the whole Lori marketing thing, I'm pretty sure his contract is expending at the end of this year. And they probably just weren't sure if they were going to resign him. Cause I don't know how sold they are on him right now, but you know, they were obviously looking into Lonzo. I think I, I actually think that Alonzo and, and marketing trade, however, whatever, what it came about from that, I think that could have benefited both teams, honestly. Like, because Kobe can do it, but, like, Lonzo's one of the better point guards in the league at, you know, initiating the offense. And, you know, Kobe would have just had a bench role like he's had so far. But instead of Thomas Sadoransky starting, would have Lonzo starting. So, you know, that would have benefited them. And then for obviously for the Pelicans, you know, they need somebody to stretch the floor because, you know, 
it's really congested down there with everybody down there. So, but I mean, would, I think that Trey would have benefited both, but obviously it didn't happen. Hmm. Where would Markin have played? The Zion's the four. Ingram's the three. They can't really go anywhere else. I think Adams has got to stay at the five. I mean, Zion isn't a five. Yeah. I mean, I guess Lori. Lori Kyle would have had to be like one of them would have had to be like a either Steven or Lori would have had to be like a backup five. And I would just see how it would work. I would see if Lori is better as a backup five with Zion or if like, you know, him spacing the floor out helps Zion that much more. Because that's really all it comes down to. You just want to give Zion as much space as you can. And even though Steven, Steven Adams is down there to grab every rebound, like it it does just make it harder. And Zion still scores. He still scores 11 yeah. for 14 every game. I think so. It's like he's still consistent with it. But Steven doesn't really hurt the offense like I think people think because he can, he actually is like, other than Lonzo, their best passer. But the other thing is with marketing, I want to make this very clear. He's yeah. better than the player I'm about to say, but Melly is right there, not doing anything for them. So they traded him. Because he traded was there, yeah. not doing anything. However long he was there for, I just know they traded him for a reason. Never did anything for him. I think that's because I don't you kind of need like a stretch five. They kind of need Miles Turner, actually. That's who the Pelicans need. It's really who they need. If they got Miles Turner, I think they'd be in business. A stretch yeah. five can shoot sometimes and block shots. And then he can kind of get But they lose. They here. will lose. I think they will lose. I think, yeah, I think the rebounding would be an issue there, though. I think Lori, I'm not I'm not sure who's a better rebound, but Lori's like 7-2. I would just assume he got to be a little bit better of a rebounder than, than Miles Turner. I know Miles Turner isn't a great rebounder. He's a great shot blocker. He's a good yeah, enough. Yeah, he's not, most a, defender, he's not a great rebounder at all. I think the rebound is no, the ball. I think Lori would probably be a better rebounder. But, but I mean, again, no, nobody made a move. Lonzo's still there. So, I mean, this is just what could have happened. Lori and back to something that did happen, the Orlando. Hmm? I said Lori averages six rebounds a game. So, go ahead. Just one move. Mm. All right. So, the Orlando Magic also traded Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics for two second-round picks. So, what did you guys think about that? I don't know you can go first. That's another example of what a couple of second-round picks can give you. Um, I think Evan Fournier is obviously – the Orlando Magic are in a rebuild now. They don't have any guard. Their two young guards are hurt in, you know, Markel Fultz and, you know uh, – What's his Cole name? Cole Anthony. So they're not playing for this year. They still do have Jonathan Isaac, some couple assets, you know, just get them to – they're one of the worst teams in the East. And the East is not a great conference, as we know. So they're not winning with these guys. And, and why not just get rid of them and, and start all over? But – Boston needed extra scoring. They needed a scoring punch. We were wondering if they were going to make a move and move Marcus Smart. We all were going to obviously die laughing if they did because that would be a terrible move for their roster. But they kept Marcus Smart. 
They allow Fournier to come off the bench and kind of replace some of what Gordon Hayward did last year because they're seeing now his importance. Evan Fournier is not quite as talented as Gordon Hayward, but he's as close as you're going to get at the deadline. So I like to move for the Celtics and for Orlando. It's just a dump. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, we were talking to um, someone and they were like, ah, oh, Celtics fucked up. They need a big. Yes, they did need a big. But what they didn't need to do was give up Marcus Smart. So at the end of the day, Tristan, Tristan Thompson is there. You know, he can get, he can do something, right? And at the end of the day, hey, man, look, they, they traded basically nothing. They got a backup. They, they, they're trying to fix their backup guard problem because Jeff Teague ain't it. Pritchard ain't it either. Um, gave you that fake maybe he can be it in the future uh, look. But oh, they got rid of Jeff Teague. Makes sense because he ain't it. And so here you are. And now they need Fournier. And they just – they're like, you know what? Everyone on the team is going to jack up shots. Let's at least get a bench player who can jack up shots too. Fuck it at this point. So I like the move. Um <laughs> They're, they're trying to at least have an identity. Like, you know, if they have a bunch of guys, a bunch of shooters who, who don't shoot a high percentage, let's try to get one that at least can shoot a high percentage. I like the I like the attempt here. So, you know what? Can't kill Boston. The teaser was wrong. Didn't do anything stupid. Kudos to you, Celtics. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's an amazing move for Boston, you know. I, again, their their biggest issue was was big, but I mean, Tristan Thompson really is okay. Like he did, he was a starting center and won a title. Obviously, he had LeBron, but like still, he was a starting center and won a title. So I mean, he isn't an issue. They just need a, a backup big. But I mean, you know, if they just gonna give up two seconds for Fournier, like. As we've seen with Boston, outside of the top three, they're really not that that great at drafting. Like Pritchard was a surprising, you know, positive addition for them. But outside of Pritchard, they're not amazing. Like Robert Williams is 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 cool. He got potential. He can turn into something great. Um, Grant Williams, I mean, I, I mean, his ceiling's only so high, but he's at least a smart player. But like they get a lot of those types of players, just like. Eh type players so you know they're definitely not about to do anything with any seconds for the most part and then you get Evan Fournier who's a who's been a 20 point per game score for like the last four or five years like there's that's an easy one to me and if y'all already not gonna play defense I mean he's gonna not play defense with y'all <laughs> it's just y'all just gonna shoot a bunch of shots he's gonna do that with y'all so I mean, they got the perfect complement to the team. And, again, like you were saying, he's not Gordon. But, I mean, even when Gordon was there, Gordon wasn't averaging, like, you know, 20. Gordon averaged, like, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So, like, 4A can give you, like, a 15 to 17 a game. Hit, like, four threes maybe. So, I think it's a great move for him. And on to continue with the Orlando Magic. They also traded Aaron Gordon to the Denver Nuggets for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. So, what do you guys think of this trade? Before that trade, we have a, we had a small small trade. The Washington Wizards traded Troy Brown and Mo Wagner to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Tyler Hutchinson. 
probably won't be any uh anything from that, but I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, for the Aaron Gordon deal, um that was a good it's a good move for Denver. I think um I think Demetrius said that Chicago won the trade deadline. But I think if there was anyone that was a second, it was obviously the Nuggets who got Aaron Gordon. I think pairing him with, you know, Vucevic in that front line, or not Vucevic, Jokic in that front line, that allows them to have some versatility defensively that they didn't have. And if Michael Porter Jr. can continue to develop the way he has been this season, I think they have a, a better, a stronger core than they had because they're not, they're not, they weren't really getting anything from, you know, Pete Paul Millsap because he was coming off the injury. He's a little bit older, so they get younger and they get more athletic. So I think that's an upside. And Gary Harris, obviously, he hadn't been playing this much, that much this year either. So I think it's a win for the Nuggets. I think <clears throat> so. The one thing that I did want to say about the um, the – the Celtics and why they didn't want to do this trade is because they would have had to trade Marcus Smart, right? So if you're going to try to become a defensive team um, and you just – they would have had – okay, what they would have wanted ideally was Marcus Smart and Aaron Gordon. For some reason, they didn't want to trade Kemba Walker, whatever. I don't know why, but to me, Aaron Gordon and Marcus Smart would have been a great defensive lineup, and then you would have just been able to let Jalen and Tatum shoot. You probably could have got Fournay for the two seconds still, and you would have been fine. But they didn't want to do that, so whatever. Um, For the Nuggets, however – you know, as you see, they wanted a certain type of player for Aaron Gordon. They wanted a defensive guard. I don't know why. I don't know what the Magic is doing. They're tanking, clearly. But outside of that, I have no idea. But it's okay. Because Celtics are like, no, we can't give you Marcus Smart. The Nuggets are like, all right, he's hurt all the time. You can have him in the first. And for the Nuggets, I mean, great trade. I mean, Jokic to Gordon, Aliyups. This lets Michael Porter do even less. This allows now, I would I think what you would want to do is you would want to have Barton be, I guess, if not your bench player, probably the guy leading your second unit, him or Murray. But now you have more flexibility with, how, with all your lineups. Murray can run pick and rolls or pick and pops with Aaron Gordon. If you so choose to just let Jokic rest for a little bit, they have the ability now to do a lot of things. And the biggest thing, because their biggest issue, the biggest thing that they lost with, with Grant, it was the it was the random scoring they could give you. He's proven with the Pistons, but it really is the defense. You can't guard wings. Um, and even though you know, most have to try, and he was doing kind of okay against Kawhi. It was really because Grant could kind of guard one of them. Now you have Gordon, who's a better defender than Grant, and we'll see if you know any of these injuries have taken that away. But he really could be huge if they end up playing like the Lakers or something. Can you're not going to stop LeBron. No one's going to stop LeBron. Can he hold him down? Or can he maybe do something to AD? That's the hope here. And I think the answer is he kind of can. Can he do something to them and score you like 15? The answer is yeah. Because you still have Jokic. You still have Murray who can lead the offense. Barton and Porter Jr. can definitely score. They can be your third or fourth guys. And Gordon can kind of just fit in. Viewing player. Kind of like, you know, a Sean Marion type. That's the hope. And we will see. What happens with that?
Yeah, I mean, you were just talking about Jeremy Grant, you know, his his random score outbursts that he has sometimes. Aaron Gordon did just drop 40 for no reason. Like, <laughs> like well, there's a week. reason. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> I think he might have hit like eight threes too. <laughs> it was a reason. But, um, okay, Darnell just went over to Bulls, Wizards trade. Um, is there any opinion on that? Go for it. Go for it. Nope. All right, so to the losers of the NBA trade deadline, the Toronto Raptors trade Norman Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So how dumb of how dumb of a trade was this for Toronto? And how much did the did the Trailblazers finesse? See y'all. Darno, you can go. Um, I'll go. Uh I guess. For me, I think that this was a – it was kind of a lateral move, honestly, because I think Gary Trent, I think he's younger than Norman Powell. He, he, yeah, he is. is a better de- – I think he's probably – I don't know who's a better defender. They're probably close. Norman Powell's probably a slightly better scorer right now, but I don't really – I guess Norman Powell is more consistent than Gary Trent. And, you know, he can provide – I'm trying to find the upside to, into the trade because I think – I really do think it was a lateral move for both sides. Um, maybe for Toronto, they, they really figured out they didn't want to pay Norman Powell any kind of money, and Gary Trent was a cheaper option. So I guess there that's something that you can look at. But I got nothing, man. I just think both sides just – didn't really improve. They just both stayed the same. I vehemently disagree with you. I think the Blazers improved, but I think there's – here's why. What they're going to try to do now, what they should try to do is – the one thing about Gary Trent that I think Norman Powell is slightly better than is he's just – Gary Trent's a little shorter, and he's not as strong. So Powell can play with the other two, and that means you can put either Covington – how Derek. tall do you think Norman Powell is? Tall enough. <laughs> he's six four, but he's six 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 seven. He a he a big whatever he is. So he's not gonna he, he's not Gary Trent. <laughs> Let me put it like that. Gary Trent cannot play the three. Norman Powell can. Watched him do it. <laughs> he just did it. So it's kind of like, all right, now we can play these three together. <laughs> we can want a title doing it. Yeah. <laughs> So we can put either Covington or Derek Jones, whichever one you want. I, I think Kawhi was the three, but hey man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Norman Powell was, you know. <laughs> Norman Powell can't play the freaking three. He will. He will, and guess what? He's gonna have to, and that'll be fine. Because Gary Trent cannot be out there for any reason. I think this Yo, Oh man. I think. <laughs> What I, what I actually believe is this wasn't really about – first off, they can put either Derek Jones or Covington at the four, whichever one they choose. One of them called the bench department. I think this trade wasn't about those two. I think it was more so about the guards. And they wanted Simons to play more because he's proven he can do it. So they're like, you know what, let's just get a little better. Let's just get a starter in here. 
He's good. Norman Powell, he can play defense. He can drive to the basket more. He can do he can do more things than Gary Trent can at this point, just because he's a little stronger, a little taller. And we can now let Simons play. And what the Raptors did was they thought they were going to be able to trade a certain player, and they couldn't trade him. And that is why they went for Gary Trent Jr. They wanted to get younger. They wanted to be like, you know, uh, let's let's have a youth movement here. Let's get some younger, cheaper guys in here since we got this dumbass contract that's going to sit here and clog up all our money. So, you know, if that's going to be the case, hey, man, we try to get younger. But they didn't complete the plan. That's the issue. That's why it doesn't look like anything happened. But to me, I think the Blazers easily won this trade. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean – uh, the Raptors were making a lot of moves. They traded um, – the, the Raptors made a lot of moves. They traded Terrence Davis to the Sacramento Kings for a second. They traded Matt Thomas to uh, – what team did Matt Thomas go to? I forget. But they traded him as well. They were just trying to make up space. They were trying to, uh, you know, make up space for them to bring another – oh, they traded, him, they traded Matt Thomas to Utah. Yeah. But they were just trying to make up space just for, you know – uh, an extra roster spot just in case they traded Lowry. They wanted to, they were looking for like from the 76ers, they wanted Thibel and Maxi. From the Heat, they wanted um, Hero and whoever else. I think like Hero and like, I just know Hero was the main part and that's who they wanted for sure. I, I don't even know if they cared about anybody else really. And then for the Lakers, they wanted Taylor, but the Lakers weren't trying to give up Taylor. So they were just trying to, you know, create extra roster spots so they can create space for Lowry's contract. I mean, obviously it didn't pull through. So, you know, that kind of hampered anything that Toronto was trying to do in terms of the trade deadline. But I mean, I'm not a fan of the trade, obviously. I mean, again, Gary Trent Jr. is younger and, you know, he's a little cheaper right now. He'll probably wind up being cheaper in the long run, Norm was about to decline his contract. And Norm, honestly, Norm deserves like a four-year, $80 million contract somewhere around there. I think I think he can get anywhere between like 75 and $100 million a year. I think he's earned that with his play. And like he won a ring doing it and everything. So, you know, I think he deserved that. But Toronto wasn't trying to pay that. So, But next up. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers, New York Knicks, and Oklahoma City Thunder do a a three-team trade. Philadelphia gets George Hill. The Knicks get Terrence Ferguson. And the Thunder get Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers, and two second-round picks. So what do you guys think about this trade and that pick-hungry man? These guys are hoarders, man. It's just ridiculous at this point, man. (laughs) The record, the Thunder have 34 picks in the next seven years. 17 first-round picks, 17 second-round picks. Second year. Like, how ridiculous is that? I get it to that you want to collect as many assets that you uh, as you can, but it's going to be – it's going to make it really, really tough. I've seen someone on Twitter mention this. I don't remember exactly what their ad is. I will shout them out, but they just said that if if you're going to get first round picks, as you can, because they you see how many they have. Like if you have start, like if, if they're trying to make a deal, I want to just say, okay, I want four first round picks. 
if they're trying to make a move for a superstar. The Thunder just trying to finesse niggas. <laughs> they just trying to take they just trying they just trying to squeak squeak out any sort of value they can out of any the fuck body. Any any little tiny bit of they like look, they waited straight for that Myers Leonard situation. They were like, hey, we can just trade Trevor Reza over there. We can get a second out of him. He already old. Fuck it. Let's get the second. Let's just wave Myers Leonard because nobody else going to want to take him. If Myers Leonard didn't say some stupid shit, he'd be right there on the trade deadline. He he would have been right traded <laughs> for another second. It's just like, fuck it. We just going to get what we get out of this point. And I ain't mad at it at all because at the end of the day, right, I mean, OKC has proven that they're one of the best teams in the league at drafting throughout. Sam Presti has proved he's one of you know the best GMs in the in the league. You know they're one of the best teams at drafting of the past like 15, 20 years. So you know like they proved that they're capable of drafting. And if they ever hit a miss, I mean the G League is right there. <laughs> like yeah. if they miss on any of the picks, it's not like it's. It's not like they just have to completely disassociate with the player. They can just, you know, put them right in the G League. Just the like Thunder, the 76ers did. Already the found, Thunder, a, found a rotation player. Yeah. I'm going to start interrupting like you guys do to me. The Thunder are going to have two G League teams. They don't care. They, they're going to they're gonna make another G League team with all these picks. And they're like, you know what? We yeah. can have two whole G League teams. Who's going to stop them? Have them play each other. Can scrimmage each other create super super duper bench players and i you, what this is is it's the process it's the process happening over again except they're gonna let him do it because it's because it's not philly it's okc that's what's happening and because yeah. Preston, you know Literally. already had success so i was thinking i was just thinking about that too it's one thousand percent the process this is exactly what we would do the the difference is because they have Shea, it's not going to look yeah. quite, it's not going to look as bad. Shea and Dort are going to carry enough to where they're not going to win like ten games. They'll win twenty, you know. But then the day, man, <laughs> I've seen this before. It's not going to be Michael Porter. I mean, it's not going to be Michael Carter Williams. Nah, <laughs> not 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 quite that. And that right now they're actually 19 and 25, which is ridiculous. They need to lose more. That actually is like the, the seventh pick in the draft. They need this, they need to be bad. They don't though. Cause they have everybody's draft pick. <laughs> you still want one superstar eventually. I say they lose this year. Man, just say, hey, Shay, you don't have to play anymore, bro. Just sit down. Because at the end of the day, if Shay gonna be there, he's just gonna keep getting better. You're just gonna win more just because he's there. Um, but as they lost in the long run, though, huh? That's what they want in the long run, though. Yeah, no, it's what you Shea want to keep developing. I mean, yeah. if if Shay just if Shay just turn into Luca or not Luca, obviously, but if Shay just like turn into some like high caliber MVP level player or something like that. You feel me? You you gonna roll with it type shit. If Dort turned into motherfucking Kawhi Leonard or some dumb shit, you know, like you you just gotta keep keep them out there to see what they're. I feel like you're missing what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is if it happens, this is gonna be the best year where you can get 
a big pick. That's what I'm saying. So you might as well just do it now. Because if he gets better, you yeah. won't have the ability to then not, you know what I mean? You won't have the ability to be bad. This is your last, yeah. this could be your last chance. Shea is that good. But really quick, uh, the Sixers, they get George Hill. I like that move a lot. Yeah. You know, a shooter, backup shooting point guard. We just And we don't have to play him late in the games. So I like the move. Much better than the other one we could have done. Just building, you know, the bench. So You don't have to play in the fourth quarter. Nope. Not at all. A man can just go out there, either around Ben <laughs> sure. or Embiid, and just shoot some threes, live his life. No, sir. As soon as that shit, as soon as the fourth quarter stays six minutes, George Hill is not touching the floor again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he is not. He is not about to be finessed into another free throw situation, bro. That mm-hmm. man to miss. He didn't. He he goes one for two every single time, like every single time. He at least gets you the one. <laughs> Don't get it. He gonna get you one. He gonna send you to overtime. All right. So the Miami Heat they make another trade. They traded Mo Harkless and Chris Silva to the Sacramento Kings for Nemanja Bialica. So what do you guys feel about this one? Yawn. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Okay. So you feel like this does nothing. We already talked about the Raptors, Matt Thomas, future second round pick. Uh, okay. The LA Clippers get active and they traded Lou Williams and two future seconds to the Atlanta Hawks for Rajon Rondo. How you guys feel about this one? <sighs> now we get to the good stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. I think that obviously the Clippers were out on Lou Will. Lou Will's having one of the worst seasons. He's getting up there in age. Um, it's just, he just had he just wasn't the same player out there without Montrez Harrell. And obviously getting raised on Rondo for the Clippers, it improves their point guard play because obviously the answer is not Patrick Beverly. But I like Patrick Beverly as a backup point guard coming in off the bench and giving you energy. And I think if Rondo's not the starter, then this this trade makes no sense. But um, for the Hawks, I don't really know what they're doing because defensively, that's going to be terrible having Lou Will out there with Trey Young. But you know why not? Because Rondo's only averaging four points this year. He's not giving you anything. Maybe if Lou Williams Lou Williams can give you a scoring punch, you can figure out how to. Make it work around Trey Young. You can make it work around Lou Will as well. So, I guess that's the thinking there. But you know, the Clippers desperately needed some playmaking help. This was the best playmaker out there, outside of probably Kyle Lowry. But I don't think Lowry was in their plans. They're probably. Oh yeah, Lonzo. That was another one. Um, I don't know why they didn't make the Lonzo move. So. That's that. Uh, that's interesting. Maybe something to come out about that. But yeah, I think the Clippers improved. How much? It's only. It, it's all going to depend on if Rondo can recapture his playoff Rondo form. We've seen him do it time and time again. But I just wonder if one of these years is just not going to click. So we'll see what happens. Man, 
I'll tell you why they 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 didn't make the Lonzo move. It's kind of hard to make that move when your only assets Lou Williams in a couple of <laughs> seconds. So <laughs> can't re- I don't think that would have got Lonzo over there. Um, Paul George. <laughs> I like Paul George, and that's laughable. We can't trade him. We just paid that man. He's a whole team. He done gave away every first and paid him. So he has to stay. Unfortunate as that is. So here we are. No, nah, this what, what this is though. I'll tell you what this move is. They have someone else to blame. It's gonna be Rondo. That's the scapegoat. Obviously gonna be Paul George. But it's gonna be Rondo. Um, unless if he does the job, then you have a problem. Because then it's gonna be Kawhi who's the scapegoat, and that will not end well. Because he does not have a contract. That's the whole. That's the whole issue with the whole playoffs. Kawhi cannot become the scapegoat. <laughs> that's 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 the whole issue with the Clippers this season, bro. Kawhi can't be the one that they blame. Nope. <laughs> Gotta be Paul. Yeah, Paul's gonna Paul's gonna have to sell. If he see Kawhi selling, he's gonna have to sell with him. <laughs> <laughs> or save him. Are you saying he's not capable of that? He's I think he's I think he can be capable of that. I just don't I just don't think he can do it himself because it really do just be them two scoring. Unless Marcus, unless Marcus going to give you 20, you feel me? Uh, it really just going to depend if, if playoff Rondo going to be activated again. And, uh, like, I understand why Atlanta made the trade. I really do. If Rondo's going to go out there and be, be hurt most of the season, and then when he comes back, not do anything. Damn it! This nigga, this nigga can go out here and maybe score. Like he can give you a twenty every now and then. And then if Rondo, if Rondo would not want to play defense anyway, then Lou Williams is not want. You feel me? Like you just gonna get two seconds out of it and an extra scoring punch. Fuck it at this point, type shit. At least Lou Williams don't be hurt as much as Rondo was hurt. But the Clippers don't need him to be there as much. And I actually disagree with you, Darnell. I think Pat Bev should start because I think Rondo. Well, either way, Their I, think be, I think they'd be fine either way. How you put it. Their bench exactly. is garbage. Because I was thinking, exactly. it doesn't really matter. Rondo kind of has to – I don't know what they do. Because, I mean, that's the thing, like – if you brought if you brought in Rondo, you would think that you would want him to start because they needed upgrading that playmaking. But if you just don't bring him off the bench, like what was the point I mean, in that? Maybe I mean, I maybe if he comes off the bench, he could just activate, he could activate Marcus Morris a little more. He could, you know, I mean, it's just something we'll have to see for real. Because like maybe maybe he can activate Luke Kennard. You know what? Activate. You know what he can do? He cannot be a complete defensive liability out there. That's true. So maybe, man, if they're gonna if they're you know, as much as we talk about how they play fake defense in the West, they do have the they let up the third most points per game, 108.6. The Suns have 107.4, the Jazz 108.0. Talk about how the Jazz can't really play defense. So all these teams really can't play. I'm sorry, the Lakers are first, 106, though. But 
outside of them, if all these teams just can't play defense other than the Lakers, you know what? Just go full front, go go full throttle with it. Um, and in the NBA, they're fifth, I think, or sixth. They're behind the Heat and the Knicks. They actually have a they let up less a game than the Sixers do, which is shocking. Um, but honestly, what what I like. I think that point. I think that points allow at this point. I think it should be more point percentage per game at this point because really every team really do just let up 120 <laughs> like every game at this point. That's hard to say based off points scored. It really should be like who stops them because like I don't point know percentage. Let me look up fictional stats now, man. That's <laughs> no, I mean like I'm, I'm just I just mean like you know like I get what you mean. Like, yeah, percentage scored per game type shit. I don't know what you mean. I'm going to say that. <laughs> it's, all it's all good. I don't feel like trying to explain it. So we can just move on That's to cool. the next nah, Thanks for interrupting my point about how the Clippers don't play terrible defense by saying, you know, probably. No, I'm, I'm used to it at this point, so it's fine. All I'm yeah, saying yeah. Is, is that Rondo can possibly help them play backup defense. And I think – if you have two guards who play defense, really all they've ever been looking for, you know? I honestly think what this could help them do is it gives them now the ability to go defensive and have Kawhi at the four if needed, like toward the end of games, and Ibaka at the five. And I think that would work. I really do. I was thinking about that too. But I was thinking of how valuable Batum might be. I was thinking that too, but they don't use him right. So if you're not going to use him right, who cares? They don't use him as a passer. They don't, he doesn't really shoot that much. And Kawhi can be him on defense. So I'm talking about the end of games. I think at the beginning, Batum's going to play, obviously. But, you know, I think crunch time, time, I think they should do that. What they probably will end up doing is playing Marcus Morris for no reason and then probably not one of the two, but probably Pat Bev would be the one not there as well. But I don't know, man. I really think that that should be the answer. Anyway, Dom, got any more, any more trades for us? All right. So the Houston Rockets <clears throat> traded Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat for Avery Bradley, Kelly, Kelly Olenek, and a pick swap. So what's your opinion on that? Pick swap. Uh, for if I'm if I'm Houston, I get it that you want to make a move for Victor Oladipo, but it just shows that they really botched that James Harden trade and not taking back Karis LeVert. Yeah, because you wanted to get Victor Oladipo, you didn't want Jared Allen. I think that would have been a nice little return for him. Like maybe get some draft picks as well. Like that would have been a return that you were looking for, but. Instead, they went the Victor Oladipo route. It didn't work. And now they end up with pennies on the dollar for him. For the, and I don't really even think – I don't really know how he fits in Miami. It's obviously not going to be the same role for him. They have Jimmy Butler there. They have, you know, Tyler Hero, who they like. I don't know if that – I don't know how much that means for Oladipo, honestly, because Tyler Hero, even though he had a good game last night, he's been up and down this year. So – they do have Goran Dragic still. It's just a clogged up backcourt for the Miami Heat, and I'm just questioning how they're going to make it all work. But 
The Rockets, obviously, 20-game losing streak. They know they're not going to go very far this year. They already offered Victor Oladipo a contract extension. He declined it because he didn't see the long-term future in Houston. So No one does. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Christian Wood. But so bad for John Wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the only people to Miami should have never said anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty really? much it though. The Victor Oladipo to Miami move, it I guess it makes them better because Oladipo has some nights where he can have a, a explosive scoring punch, but I don't really love the move. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something right now, Darnell. I, I feel exactly what you're saying. Oladipo is not that important. But you know what he's not? I'll tell you who he's not. He's not Duncan Robinson. I watched this man last night, but CJ McCollum. <laughs> put 21 on his head in a quarter. So, that was bad. So you know what? And then to make it worse, he fouled out of the game. And then to make it worse, bro, the only reason Dame wasn't scoring is because he couldn't find him. They would try to set the screens and he would get back quick. But CJ was finding him. <laughs> it was cooking him consistently all night. And so you know what? Hey, if if, again, I think, I think all these moves are really trying to give yourself an identity. They like Duncan. They're like, hey, man, that's shooting stuff. It's cute. Damn it. But if Tyler going to just do the same thing, and if Drogic can do the same thing, he's going to be here not playing any defense. Yo, Duncan, Duncan Deadass might be the worst defender in the league. He might be. <laughs> Pretty bad like, out there, man. He might be the absolute worst defender. And that's tough because he really is 6'6". Six, six, so he shouldn't be the worst. <laughs> He's successful. He should be able to do something on defense. He can't do anything. But he can't do anything. Really is atrocious how bad he is at defense. But he's just so good at shooting. He shot four for six from deep and was useless. (laughs) To make things worse, too, this year he shoots a lot worse than last year. So he's like hitting 39% of them. But that's like almost average now. Lonzo's hitting that. So, you know what? <laughs> that's what you're going to give us a no defense. And also, should be noted, I'm just looking at last night um, real quick. The Heat, Trevor Reza played 33 minutes and was a minus 23. So that's another Iguodala move. It's looking like that's great. But with at least with Oladipo, the thing is, now you have two really, really good wing defenders. Is he still a really, really good wing I don't defender? think he's a really, really good wing defender at all. Good enough. He's better than anymore. Robinson, that's all he has to be. I mean, he is, he is an upgrade over Robinson, that's for sure. I, I think us two could go out there and be better defenders. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm definitely better defender than Duncan. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd Duncan get really not, it wouldn't look quite the same. I'd Bro, least... like, you you saw for, for the Lowry trade, they were trying to get rid of – they were like, you can have Duncan. 
Toronto was like, no, nah, we need Tyler. They were like, fuck no, at least Tyler like kind of tried. <laughs> yeah. I could really be getting fried every 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 single time. Like every time. <laughs> Tyler just tries and he's got some swag. So he can yeah. he can drive too. He will get he can do other things. Duncan does one thing, like only one thing. Yeah, he does doing well. Though, I got it. He's shooting thirty nine percent from three this year. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. You only going to do one thing. We need you up at 44, 45. Like last, he was there year, last year. Exactly. This year he's not that. That's why they went to the finals last year. <laughs> exactly why he didn't miss. Him and Tyler did not miss. They miss now. <laughs> that's that's different. But I, as far as Oladipo, it's almost like can he be your second best defender? I mean, you, you can say he's not a great defender, right? But when he went over there, they were we, – we saw the stats for the couple games that they were actually healthy and played. He, they were like first in defense. I'm just saying. No, they were the best team in the league, the best defensive team in the league. They were right in the playoffs until Wood got hurt. Exactly. And he could do that again with Bam right here, with Jimmy right here. Can do it again, and yeah. to be honest, as much as Ariza did play bad, Ariza could probably be their starting four. I'm just saying, you know, because they try to put him on top against like Dame and them, but he can be a four. They're actually <clears throat> low key can kind of do Crowderish things. I got a got a question for y'all. So we've talked we talked about Goran, we talked about Tyler, we talked about Duncan. And their roles in this Oladipo trade. There's starting. one key person. He's still starting. I'm telling you right now. I don't know. You think Kendrick? You think Kendrick's still gonna start? He has to. Absolutely not. He has to. Who would you? Who would you replace in the starting lineup for Kendrick? Dropping Oladipo. Nah, but to me, Oladipo replaces Duncan. I think Duncan's out the rotation at this point. Not gonna nah, he's not that. Why not? I think in the playoffs he's gonna be out the rotation. No way. I think I think no his way. role, his role, he his role, he's gonna fight with with two people, and it's just gonna be it's just gonna depend on which of the three is the best shooter between the three. It's gonna be between him, Strauss, and Bialika. And it's just going. It's just going to depend on which of the three can shoot the best for real. I think it's going to be Strauss. You know why? Strauss plays defense. Yeah, he, he can do other things. I've been noticing he can drive. He was over four from three, but he still was four for eight from the field. He can do other things. He can pass. Like, and the reason to me, Kendrick Nunn, he can't. Kendrick Nunn can't leave the rotation. He scores too well. He scores yeah. way too. He, he's like the only guy on the team almost who can both drive. Well, other than Drogic. Other than Drogic and Hero. Yeah. But they have to be on the bench. Just because Drogic has to kind of help Hero some games get going by just letting Hero be the second guy. Weird. Because, like, if he's the second guy, if he's your second bench player, he can go off. I don't know who the hell going to guard him as the second, you know what I mean, bench defender or whatever. But none can – None is like he he's the best he can score, he can shoot, and he's like a good passer. I don't know what it is. 
I can't explain it because honestly, I can't really tell you why. Kendrick Nunn shouldn't be this good, but he is. He's the he's like a better version of Reggie Jackson. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. He doesn't get killed. He somehow doesn't get killed completely on defense, but Duncan does. Yeah. That's the worst part of it all. That's 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 really the bad thing. Kendrick Nunn really a midget out there, not getting killed. And Duncan just gets Bro, destroyed every time. I think Isaiah was I think Isaiah was better on defense than Duncan. Oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> I fuck I fuck with Duncan for bro. You really are terrible at defense. Like right now, his his defense about as bad as old JJ. I only I can't even say young JJ. Like JJ now, that's about where his defense at. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense why he's this bad. He's tall. He should be able to at least get over there a little bit. You think? He must, he got he just has to be as slow as cancer. <laughs> he just has to be. He got two left feet. You ever see him call for screen? <laughs> that is the problem. How he's I guess he just hits him because he's tall. So he just never yeah, he can shoot over people. Yeah. Yeah, so, Damn. hey, man, uh, Oladipo isn't isn't amazing, but, you know, he's, he's better than Kelly Olenek and, and <laughs> Avery Bradley, so there you go. That's the that's the realization of this trade. And then next up, the Boston Celtics, Dre Daniel Tice to the Chicago Bulls for Mo Wagner. What y'all think about that? Great. I think it, it was a salary dump. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Jimmy I think it's a great move for the Bulls. If Dice is your backup, that works. He's gonna try. It's gonna it's gonna try really hard for no reason. <laughs> he can hit a three. That man Tice hit all the one shot. He's gonna hit all the free throw jumpers. Did, did do you think he knew his last shot was gonna be a missed three pointer to win the game? If he hits that <laughs> shot, does he stay? That's a serious question. No way. He's gone. Nah. He's gone. They're not, they not expecting that out of him. He was just the only nigga open. But what if he hit it? I don't think you can trade him after he hits it. <laughs> you have more I mean, if, he, if, if he hits it, that's a little – I mean, but Moe's younger. Moe's uh, – they're about the same price. Daniel Tice didn't cost that much either. But the same Moe's person. Younger. Except Moe's worse on defense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Like the question is, I like, will Mo I like, be a Mo, I like Mo Wagner. Will Mo be a better shooter? I think uh, he's probably a more consistent shooter. He's not going to get any shots. What, what the hell? You think he's going to get? You think they want to allow him to shoot? shot? Tight shot the ball about six times a game. Six times a game. Wow, Wagner can shoot six. <laughs> Wagner can get six shots. Nice. I mean, so, I mean, I know them. I know all. I know all four of them niggas gonna take thirty shots. I know this, bro. But, you're forgetting. You're forgetting. They just added for him. Yay! That's more shots they don't get to shoot. You don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand now? The whole bench now. He's getting all the shots because he has to. That's the whole offense. We got one good player, and they're gonna shoot the ball. 
<laughs> and Mo not gonna start when Tristan back. He can't. Oh, no, he's not. not shooting the ball. I think Tice would have been a better backup center. I'm just saying. But I don't know. It's it's you you always wonder at this point. There is that point of, hey man, I'm not coming off the bench. Like Tice was starting for a reason. So maybe it could have been a little bit of that. He could have been on the bench. But he's definitely coming off the bench in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, he's not starting with Lori and, and Fooch there. So you know, two backup bigs, and I think Tice is us a better backup big man because he's gonna try dummy hard he's gonna try really hard he's gonna be a little bit better than gaffert probably equal gaffert's not there anymore exactly that's my point it's gonna be a little bit better than they traded chicago improved (laughs) they got two better players i knew chicago is a 2k team now they wanted us to use them all yesterday and i wouldn't do it or two days ago but i'm doing it now I will do it now because now they have two respectable bigs and one that can score. And then Levine's still a, still a bucket in the game. Exactly. This man, yeah, that, that's a not a bad team. It's not. Now, now they're they're definitely they def they're definitely a playoff threat. Now they easily they just they just replaced Orlando. <laughs> they just Orlando wasn't replaced in the Orlando. Mix. Yeah, I'm saying from last year's team, from last oh, year. Oh yeah. And the issue with all with all of that is the Hornets really are the Knicks replaced Orlando completely, but the Hornets really are just hanging right there. For the, the 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 Hornets replaced Toronto for real. That's who they took this spot. I got a question yeah. for y'all. Can the Hornets sustain this? Do y'all think they can keep this up with a mellow out? No, I think. Year. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. They were the ninth seed last year. Mm-hmm. And LaMelo really did come there and just give them a bunch of extra wins. So if they're just gonna be the ninth seed, and and we we we've been highlighting LaMelo all season when we talk about Charlotte, but Gordon even as overpaid as Gordon was, 30 million for like 30 million a year for four years, like that's high as shit. But he really did come in there and improve the offense as well. So if they're just going to be the ninth seed last year, team, a bunch of teams are getting worse. They can stay in there. If this if this conference wasn't this ass, I would say probably not. But even then, I, I just think they did so well from the start of the season that I think they're going to be at least the tenth seed. Will they will they win the play-in game? Maybe, maybe not. But I think they're at least going to be in it in the playoff game. I think playing game. One of the things about Gordon, I, I realized is watching them last year. Now, obviously, we had to laugh because four years, you know, one twenty million is ridiculous. But one thing watching the Celtics last year in the playoffs, um, especially against the Heat, I was saying, and he did come back for the series. But I was like, they need Gordon just because they need another dude who's not useless out there. And you're kind of seeing it right, but they couldn't obviously pay him that. That's ridiculous. But you're seeing right now, like they already paid him that. That's what I'm saying. They couldn't do it again. They couldn't do it again. Yeah. I would Tatum and Brown coming up, and because they they paid Kemba. So you don't pay yeah. Kemba, you can't really pay you know a backup forward because he was going to be a backup for them. But it's like he was really important, and when he came back, he just wasn't the same. Like he came back, and he just he just was you know <clears throat> off an injury. That's the thing. The bigger thing is can Gordon stay healthy? He's been 
surprisingly durable this entire season while doing yeah. it. So that happens, possibly. So I think Terry could do it. Can they get to the playoffs with the old Celtics bench? And actually, they are better than the Celtics right now, which is hilarious. So, <laughs> so can they keep it up? I think it's possible. The problem is, is they have no center. Another problem is, is upcoming, they play the Heat, the Suns, the Wizards, who they can beat, the Nets. I don't know, man. I don't know, my I don't know if Miami gonna win tonight. Oladipo isn't there yet, and I don't know if Jimmy's gonna play. So they can get this one tonight. <clears throat> and yes, the Suns do suck, so they can't win that one. But I'm saying they have to. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns might be bigger pretenders than Jazz. Low key, they are man. They really are. I really thought it was Monte. Now I I, I think it's Devin, dude. I'm just – I don't care. I'm just going to say it. He really has to do everything. He's got to score in playoffs. Because they play defense, man. They really do. And Chris Paul, you know he's going to do it at this point. At this point, you just know, right? Yeah. He's not going to do it. He'll do enough <laughs> to get close. But he just never been able to do it. He's not going to be able to do that. You Especially not at 35. <laughs> and Devin Booker's averaging 25, and that's not good enough, man. You're that guy. Yeah. He, need, he needs to average what Levine's averaging, honestly. He really he does. Right he really does. He really – actually, Levine looks better than him right now. That can't be the case. Yeah. You are the same person. Yeah. Like, to. I won't I won't go Bill far. He don't got to be Bill, but he at least has to be Levine. Yeah. Like Levine's averaging twenty-eight. Yeah, he just I kind of get it because Chris Paul wants everything to be efficient, but Booker should just be go out there and be efficient. Sometimes we don't we don't need you to shoot the ball fourteen times, bro. You got to shoot a twenty. <laughs> hey man, hey that honestly, you could you could be right because like look at what we were saying about Shea. Like you know, Shea didn't just refuse to shoot the ball at first. Now he's just like, fuck it, I have to. But yeah. at first, like he would never shoot that bitch, but he would always be like eight for 15 or something like that with 20 points. Like, it'd be something real clean. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like, damn, this nigga never missed. And the biggest thing is, is like, Donovan does that inefficient stuff, but it's really the free throws. It's really going to be, does Devin Booker want to go get fouled? Because Levine gets fouled. Yeah. That really is the difference. That's the three points a game right there. Yeah. In some games, he'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Do all the shit. And get the ball. In other games, he don't. So, anyway. Man. It really just depends on his mood. And uh, another thing is Levine, Levine's a better three-point shooter than Booker. Booker's a better, like, mid-range shooter. Yeah. And he's a better finisher. Well, he's a better, like, finisher. He's a better Obviously, shooter. Levine. Huh? He's a better dribbler. Yeah, and he averages more assists. He's a better passer too. But like, it really. But Levine just is better at threes and free throws. That's what it just comes down. To. <laughs> that, that is the difference. Yeah. Do we have any more trades? Is that the last one? Yeah. Um, there's two more. They're kind of insignificant oh. if y'all care. It's the uh, Golden State trade, Marquise Chris to the Spurs. 
for for Katie Lane. Oh, there's that. Yeah. And then um, the yeah. Dallas Mavericks trade James Johnson and Wes a one do and a second round pick to the New Orleans Pelicans for JJ Redick and Nicolo Melli. James Johnson actually might help them. Not yeah. do much, but he might help them a little bit. Honestly, if he can just go out there, be an energy guy, play decent defense, we know like he can randomly just give you like twenty. <laughs> like he is capable of that. <laughs> so he can help. If he can do that, now. yeah. I mean, honestly, all it did was you got JJ off the team. They got something for him. They got a second out of him. I don't know much about much about Wesley. One dude, he probably is gonna be out the rotation, but. James Johnson, he can at least go out there and you know contribute a little something on defense. All right, so you want to do a solid? I saw him play another night. He was bringing some energy. But yeah, and a, and a couple and just a couple more things. Um, yesterday the Spurs and Aldridge finalized their buyout, and so did the Cavaliers and Drummond. So which team? I heard the Heat were the front runners to get Aldridge. I heard the Lakers were the front runners to get uh, Drummond. So, do you think they should go to those respective teams? And if not, where do you think they should go? Sounds good to me. Right. Well, I think obviously with the way Cantor's playing in Portland, that the Portland reunion is not going to happen. I don't think it's really a role with him with Nurk, especially when Nurk is coming back, I think tonight. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Miami's a. I think Miami's just trying to run it back, honestly, as best they can, and I guess it's a role for him there. How much? I don't. I don't know. I still like um, KZ Akpala. Not Akpala. Is it K- not KZ Akpala? I respect Precious. that Riley, because he's the one team that's really not afraid of them niggas. <laughs> he he's not afraid of them at all. He don't give a fuck. He said, we just went to the finals, bro. We are the we are the Eastern Conference champions, bro. Who the fuck is that in Brooklyn? Who the fuck is Kyrie? Who the fuck is James Harden, bro? We have an MVP candidate right the fuck here, bro. Jimmy the fuck Butler, bro. That's the best James in the league, bro. I don't care. Pat Riley's ready, bro. I'm hype. Let's see this, man. It's going to be a heat. That's. Well, conference finals. Let's go. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 I just want to mention some of the pump fakes of the trade deadline as well. So Kyle Lowry was supposed to go to the Philadelphia 76ers. He was probably, he was supposed to go back home. And he he was also tied to the Miami Heat. And he was also tied to the Los Angeles Lakers. That was a pump fake. Um, let me see who else was there. Blonzo Ball was linked to the Chicago Bulls and the New York Knicks. That was a pump fake. There was Malcolm Brogdon. They were trying to trade him. That was a pump fake. Lori Markinen, they were trying to trade him. Pump fake. There's a lot of pump fakes out there, but feel me. Now to answer your question, <coughs> I think, I I think. Oh no! no you can inspire something by being a fake. I think, <laughs> what the hell I was think, that? I think 
背腰，背腰。I think that the addition of George Hill is is a, is a strong addition for y'all, and I think barring injury, y'all are the strongest team Bro. in the East outside of Brooklyn. Bro, there's no barring injury. You know someone's getting hurt. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Barring, barring. Y'all didn't get hurt the one time, and y'all almost, y'all almost. Didn't and we still didn't make the conference finals. You're right. <laughs> You're exactly right. We I mean, y'all didn't have y'all didn't have Kyle Lowry and and Kawhi Leonard. And nah, we just had Jimmy Butler, bro. The guy <laughs> you just hyped up in your big rant. <laughs> the Heat, Heat are fighting. No, I fuck with it. They stepped out. Bro, the Heat are gonna beat them. I'm telling you right now. The 76ers are like, eh. 76ers are like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Bro, I don't, like, I kind of want to make a move, huh? Kyle Lowry wouldn't have helped anything, though. He just got cooked by Kyrie, and it would, would have done nothing. Might as well just have Thibault out there getting cooked by him at that point. <laughs> Can't trade like the Can't trade the whole future. The whole, the whole future defense for him. Because yeah, if Eyeball learns that. how to shoot, he really he really is our starter. That's the crazy part. And they didn't trade the, the thing, car, Danny Green. I'm happy they didn't do that, by the way. They really want to trade The Danny. thing is, the thing with y'all is that y'all really do have, like, three defensive player of year candidates right there. <laughs> y'all got y'all got Thibault, Simmons, and Embiid all right there. All top ten defenders in the league. The problem so, like, is that two of them can't shoot, and one of them is injury prone. Actually, two of them are injury prone. So. <laughs> <About to say. laughs> well, that's that's what happens when y'all draft people <laughs> in the midst of a, of a big injury. Hey man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of one of them was out for a whole year. The other one was out for two whole years. Even though Ben's was obviously wasn't as serious as Embiid's, but still. One was out for two whole years. The other one was out for a full year. So, all I'm gonna say is, this man just bought time to say barring injury. This barring injury line that everyone's gonna use when somebody gets hurt. When I've watched every year, somebody either be hurt or sick. So like, <laughs> you can't use it. I don't care. I don't want to hear barring. Nigga, injury. You know, some nigga was really, my nigga was really healthy for one year. <laughs> Caught the flu, bro. Exactly. I Caught the stomach. Hear, flu. I don't want to hear barring injury. That's fake. That's a fictional world. There's no turning the injuries <laughs> off. They're on, and someone's going to be missing or at least hampered during that time. I don't barring know injury. One. I don't know which one. Barring injury, I think that the 76ers will make the conference finals. It's either going to be someone's hurt or we won't win. Now, it, now the question is, the, I think the biggest question is, if people get hurt, which team would beat y'all? And I think if Embiid's there, y'all still going to beat the, the Bucks. I think if Embiid's gone, though, y'all will lose to the Bucks. But with the Heat... The Heat are gonna beat us regardless. I don't. I don't know what the fuck. You think fully healthy they beat y'all? I think the Heat are better than us. Yes. We're not gonna be fully healthy. I. I, I don't know how many times I'd say that. 
barring health. <laughs> no, we're not going to be fully healthy. Get that in your mind. The Heat are going to beat us regardless. That doesn't even mean Embiid or Simmons is going to be hurt. Seth is out right now. Like, somebody's going to be hurt is what it is. Junior? Yeah, well, luck. Well, luckily y'all have a y'all have a deep rotation. Really, I think I think <clears throat> I think if 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 Reed can develop into a suitable backup, you know, power forward, suitable backup center, he could you know he can answer a lot of problems that y'all had, like in terms of backup big, because you know Mike Scott's just not the answer. <laughs> not <laughs> so, at all. So if he if he can just be better than Mike Scott, y'all. Yeah. If he's better than Mike Scott, that is a possibility, and hopefully that does happen. But really quick, before we get to the winners, losers, we, we can call them the winners and the dickheads of the day. Um, <laughs> before we do that, uh, this Saturday, got some games coming up, obviously, NCAA tournament. So we're not going to pick them. We're not that good at this. But who do you, who do you guys like? right now again we kind of answered this before but who you guys kind of like as your you know four best teams in the tournament left so Baylor Arkansas Houston obviously Gonzaga is still there um or even who are you guys most looking forward to watching Maybe that's a better question well Roberts is still in there Syracuse so Darna who are you, who are you interested in watching this weekend as the NCAA tournament kicks back up I'm interested in watching. Obviously, it's going to be Gonzaga because I still want to see more Jalen Suggs and just to see how he is as a prospect. I want to see more of USC because I want to watch Evan Mobley. Um, he's another top pick. He's going to be a consideration. I want to watch Baylor. I like their backcourt a lot. And I want to watch Alabama because they're a high-scoring team that put up a lot of points. They put up 96, I think, in their last game, so – I'm going to see if they can keep that up. And those are my four teams that I want to watch. Dom? I'd say the teams that I'm most interested in right now are probably Syracuse, just because they're shooting. It's just – it's it's insane. Like, and especially them playing against Houston. Houston isn't even a strong shooting team from what I saw. So, like, it's really going to be a threat. It's really going to be threes versus twos. And can Syracuse make them or – is Houston just going to be so good at defense that they're able to stifle them? Obviously, you know, seeing Oral, Oral Roberts play Arkansas, we're going to be interested. You and I are going to be interested in that for, you know, because we know somebody that likes Arkansas and it'd be extra funny if they lose to Oral Roberts. But, you know, the story, just just the story of them, you know, the, the, the way that they've, you know, that they've just caught everybody by surprise. They're, they've been making history this whole way through. And every game they win, they're just making more histories. So, you know, it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting team to watch, especially with O'Banner seeing, you know, how how much better he can be seeing if he can be, you know, a top level NBA prospect or anything like that. Or just, you know, just seeing the potential in him, stuff like that. Um, Oregon, I do like watching. I, I saw I saw one game against Oregon of Oregon and I forget who they played. Wisconsin. But their offense, yeah, Wisconsin. But their offense really was unstoppable. Like, they never missed. They scored about 100. <laughs> like, I think they scored 95. I was just watching. I was just like, damn, these niggas just really never going to miss. So, the question here is just going to be whether 
was was Wisconsin just that bad at defense that they just weren't able to stop them, or is was or is Oregon really just this good at offense? And you know they're going to be playing a higher ranked seed in USC, so that'll be an interesting game to watch, obviously. And you know, um, Gonzaga is just the best team, just the best team in the league. You know, I mean, they just they've just been the best team in the uh, in in, co- in college basketball so far. You know, they have a high projected, you know, prospect in Jalen Suggs that we've mentioned, and then Drew Timmy, like. If you ain't know about him before, you saw him last game. He dropped – he went crazy last game. He dropped like 30 and 10, mm-hmm. and he was the big key to why they won. So, it'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to carry them on the way to victory. But those are the four teams I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's uh, Oral Roberts. Got to be. Just because, man, this man O'Bannon, they got, he got the leading score in the NCAA right there, and he's been outplaying them. And he's had to do everything. They've won by three. We'll see if they can do it to Arkansas. Normally what you see after this is obviously that long break. Um, and, and really, it really is if one of the two can't do it, they're not going to win. That's the toughest thing to overall. They have to score 80 because they can't play defense because they're short. And then those two yeah. have to score because nobody else can do anything. But, I mean, that's the yeah. 15 seed. So, duh, that's what it's going to be. going to kind of be that fact. Um, I agree. I agree, man. Gonzaga, they're just – it's just a, a perfect offense, actually, to watch. So, you got you kind of got to love watching them, just the way they operate. And it's like – it's a very – they're, you know, Mark Few, it's very much like what you used to see from Butler, um, ironically. Uh, but what you see from Butler when Brad Stevens was there or, like, what you see for an NBA version, like, with the Spurs, it's just kind of like – it's none of it's selfish. You can just feel it. Can feel the ball movement, everything's just flowing, and everyone just shoots it when they're supposed to. You have a team where everyone just shoot, everyone can shoot it, but you have to shoot it when you're supposed to shoot it, right? And Suggs, he's gonna shoot it, he's their best player, or him or Timmy, they're both kind of their best players, and they kind of take a little bit more reckless shots, but they're not crazy, they're not crazy, ridiculous shots. So when you watch something like that, it really is like art on the basketball court, and so I haven't lost a game. Um, so definitely Gonzaga. Uh, Syracuse's shooting is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. They, they just don't – they didn't – it's because they have two of them. And the thing is, when they play Houston, I don't know if Houston's going to be as effective against them because of that zone. So it's going to be like, can they get through the zone? Because they can't shoot, like you said. So are they going to be able to just drive past the zone into the – I don't know about that one, Right. And they only have yeah. two dudes who can do something. It's going to be yeah, an issue. One of them hurt. <laughs> yeah, one of them has a bad hip. So I actually think Syracuse is going to win that game. Um, and for me, from just the explosive end, the one I saw was Alabama. Alabama was ridiculous um, when I watched them play. They were playing. They were playing a ten seed. It was a Big Ten ten seed. Maryland. So you know, Big Ten. I know. I know. I know. But. Like we said, man, Oregon lit up a Big Ten team, so did Alabama. But Alabama really just looked like, wow, okay, so everyone can just do everything out here? Is that what? <laughs> it was like everyone could drive, everyone could shoot. I was like, damn, I don't know. They, they had no answers. They had no answers on what to do. Um, so NCAA tournament, we're excited about that, man. Saturday, Sunday, full slate of games, starting at 2, ending at around midnight. So those should be very fun games. And as we know, um, 
got this weekend, then you got next weekend. And then what they're going to do is they're going to ratchet up the NBA. So it's all very planned and calculated from both ends. Now, for the trade deadline, man, who are your winners and your dickheads? All right. All right, now go ahead. Should I go first? Yeah. yeah. All right, for my winners, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls and the Denver Nuggets. I have co-awards. That's and cool. I think just um, the addition of Aaron Gordon for Denver and what it allows them from a versatile – for a versatility standpoint, I think it, it's just key – and for and how they'll just match up down the line with some of the elite teams in the in the West, and out of all the elite teams in the West, I think they they're the ones that made themselves the, the the best over the deadline. And in the East, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bulls for adding a, a solid All Star next to Zach Levine and just giving him somebody to play alongside. And, I think they have some pieces, and they're going to try to make a move at the postseason, so I like that move. But for my dickheads, i got to go with the Toronto Raptors for not finding a trade partner with Kyle Lowry after opening up additional roster spots just to facilitate a potential deal and having no deal come to fruition. I think that's just ridiculous. And I got to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers for dragging out this Andre Drummond saga for so long, just to ultimately not find a trade partner and end up buying them out, which you could have did a month and a half ago. So that's what I got. There's a whole controversy. <laughs> go ahead, uh, Dom. <laughs> All right. um, I'm going to go. I can go east and west just like you did. I'll do east and west best and then east and west worst. So for the East, this might be a surprise to y'all, but I actually like the um the Celtics. I think yeah. they gave up. I think they gave up the least and got. I think they got the best player for giving up the least amount of stuff. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think I think the Heat are right there with them. Like the the Bulls got the the Bulls got the overall best player, obviously, but. I feel I don't know the Heat. The Heat and the Celtics really didn't give up too much, and they did wind up with the best players. It's just I don't know how much of an addition that Oladipo is going to be, but I have an idea of what Fournier is going to give Boston. And if they're just going to get rid of two seconds and just find somebody else to do what they already do, <laughs> like I just feel like you know that's a that's a um, you know a good addition for them. And then for the West, I'm gonna give the winners to Portland because. I do feel like, you know, the the West is a little the West is a little weak right now because the Lakers really, we we give the Lakers the benefit of the doubt because they have the best or second best player of all time, the LeBron James, right there. So we're always gonna you know give them the benefit of the doubt while he's there, and they have Anthony Davis so long as he's healthy. Which even though like the same way you were saying with the 76ers, his health is also he always hurt. Last year was like the first playoffs he wasn't hurt. <laughs> so like and they got the extended break before the playoffs, which helped. And he was hurt. <laughs> yeah. He was hurt. So and they hit the ground hard every game. Definitely was then, then we know that Utah, we know Utah and Phoenix aren't, you know, they're not the teams we expect them to be. The Clippers, they they there's just there's just a lot that they have to figure out as well. 
And you know, we I was I was down on Portland at first. I was their biggest critic, but you know, they proved me wrong. They're the fourth seed and they just got you know, one of the better players that was traded yesterday and Norman Powell, in my opinion, he's a consistent, he's a consistent scorer for the most part. Obviously his scoring is going to go down on this team just because Dame and CJ shoot a lot, but you know, he's generally a consistent scorer and he's one of the better defenders as well. And like Demetrius was saying, he can play the two or the three. So, you know, it gives them a little more versatility. So I think the trailblazers won. And then for the, um, for the losers, for the dickheads. I have to agree that it goes to the um to the, the Toronto Raptors just because like they you know they make that whole situation, that whole Kyle Lowry situation. Bro, what 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 I saw from the trade deadline is as much as the Raptors and Lowry both like were thinking about leaving, neither of them wanted the other to go. like if we're being honest if 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 toronto is really gonna ask you know the 76ers for thibel and maxi and two firsts if the if they're gonna ask the heat for tyler hero and like duncan or whoever else if they're gonna ask the the lakers for taylin schroeder kcp and all them those are high those are high demands and you know I don't think the Lakers as much, but obviously the Lakers have some special connection to Taylor. They see the future in him, so clearly. But, I mean, if the, if the Raptors are going to make such high demands, then, you know, it's just – clearly they didn't want him to go that bad. <laughs> like, like, the, like you see the, the Rockets, they just did whatever. They was just like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. He gone. And that goes to my dickheads of the West. Not for this trade. But because y'all could have just kept Karis LeVert and Jared Allen and been cool, y'all probably would have been in the playoffs if y'all just kept Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. Y'all already finessed all the picks you needed out of Brooklyn. You got like eight. Y'all really traded LeVert just to get one extra pick. <laughs> like, they, they, they traded LeVert, you know. I don't, I don't think he can be the best player on a, on a, on a playoff team. But he can be one of them. He was just in the playoffs like the last three years, like the last two or three years. Then you add him. So you have John Wall, um, Karis LeVert, Kevin Porter Jr., even though he got traded later, but they probably still would have made the trade because fuck it. So you have John Wall, Karis LeVert, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, Jared Allen. That sounds like a playoff team to me. And Eric Gordon off the bench. That sounds like a playoff team to me. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that, you know, they just fumbled that whole situation. They really had they really had it right in their hands. They had it right in their hands and they really fumbled it. And yep. they wound up with Avery Bradley and Kelly O'Reilly. I mean, they they do still have a billion draft picks. They did get they did, you know, take all the, you know, um what's it called? Brooklyn's draft picks, but still. I think uh, my winners and losers, um, or winners and dickheads, sorry. Um, my winners <laughs> actually, because this is obviously, you know, I slander them a lot. I think it's the Sixers. Because Daryl Morey looked, he looked, he looked his demons right in the eyes. He said, do I want to do something stupid? And he okay. said, no. For the first time, he said, no. He said, not yet. 
Not quite yet. I want to see it once. You know, I'm not going to do the Russell Westbrook shit yet. Because he thought about it. He, they sent in a final offer to them dudes after they were like, thigh ball, and we need Maxi, and we need two first. Like, what? For a 35-year-old? What are you smoking? That's what I was said. He was like, I'm going to send him one more offer. He wanted to do something dumb. We don't know how dumb it was, but it wasn't dumb enough. They didn't do it. So you know what? Sixers got it um, as one of the winners. The other winner, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Aaron Gordon. He got out of Magic, and he went to a contender. So he, he's going to be back in the playoffs again. I guess to play with Jokic and Murray. He gets to be who he really is without all the expectations of being in the first round of about carrying the franchise. He can just be Sean Marion. That's really right there. All the way down to the stroke that shouldn't go in, but it does. It's all there for you, Aaron. You have it all set up now. The path is there. This is a Western Conference Finals team, and you can be the third best player at best. You are depending on depending on Michael, too. Michael has exactly. developed into what he's supposed to. He can be fourth. Yeah, he can be fourth and chilling. And, like, the fifth best scorer, because Will Barton is still right there. Yeah. Chilling. So, hey, man, Aaron Gordon really won. Got to play with one of the best passes in the league. So, kudos to that. Um, my dickheads, I mean, you know, got to say the rafters. Because, like, they were they they clearly they were clearly playing games, man. It's the best way you can put it. They didn't want to trade Kyle. And, but the problem with it is they traded Norm, who's their best player. And not only did they do that, probably because they don't have the money to sign both him and Kyle. Which at the end of the day, I would have just gotten more for Kyle, right? Then they ultimately yeah. got Gary Trent for Norm. But hey, it is what it is. Then you have Norm say, Man, I didn't want to leave. Like, well. Yeah, Kyle already constantly – he was already like, eh, I might be gone, whatever, at this Kyle, point. Like, because he didn't want to come off the bench. That's what this is all about. And now he won't have to. Because Gary Trent is going to be right on the bench. Right on the bench. I mean, it's Norm probably would have took that solid little contract, too. But now yep. Lowry going to expect something crazy. Yep. He would have took four years, $80 million, Yep. Something like that. Now Lowry. Two years, city million. Well, I'm out anyway. So you know what? Yeah. And you know why he's the worst part. Yeah. He could still just leave. Yep. And the other reason that they're also dickheads, Masai Ujiri today said, I like where we are after Kyle Lowry staying. Just don't say anything, man. Don't don't say don't say that. (laughs) All day. Dom can attest this. I was hoping. I was like, please someone else trade for Kyle Lowry so he can stop being out there. So we could not trade for him. As we were having, he definitely was. As we were having an is Kyle Lowry Eric Bledsoe debate, and he was saying he wasn't Eric Bledsoe, but he was saying he wanted him gone. So you know what? I didn't say I wanted him. Want him gone? I think if we got the right package back for him, I would have been this cool. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want Norm gone. That's the bigger thing. I would. I would. I was more content with Lowry as a thirty-five-year-old leaving. Than Norm as a 26 year old leader. That that's more so what it was about. After he left, I was just like, damn. <laughs> I still get reports on the Sixers are looking for Kyle Lowry with a big smile on your face. You can say that. 
Hey man, if y'all gonna give us Thibel and fucking Maxi, I was no. gonna be hype. No, we won't. I was gonna believe me. I was Pick him up in free agency. Fuck you. <laughs> and my other dickhead um, would be, I guess I don't, I don't really put this. It's kind of like I want to say trade deadline beasts, Twitter people who don't know basketball. I guess looking for a big name to get traded. When really, I mean, that wasn't gonna happen. Lonzo was never really gonna get traded. They've been saying that for like weeks. They've been saying it for months, actually, not weeks. I've heard that since like January. He's going. Yeah, to- Ubre never got traded. <laughs> they were talking about Ubre a lot too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Those two were supposed to get traded in January. They're just saying that so they can get one last push out of Lonzo, man. Hope he's good down the stretch. So does it worked last time? Started going crazy, but no. And Kyle Lowry was a close one, but would that have really made you guys happy? Like no. So then everyone's like, "Oh, this trade deadline sucks." Like, you guys need to relax. Chill out. Chill out. Watch some games. Watch the NCAA tournament. Watch some real basketball. Know why the moves matter. Because actually the Nuggets and Blazers moves are crazy. That might have just set one of those teams up to beat the Clippers. Yeah. And the Clippers now have Ron. Yeah. So that's going to be even funnier. Because <laughs> Ron is not going to do Lou Williams. In. He's not going to completely sell. And if he does, it's just because he's old. But I, he can't, I don't think he, he's not going to go out there and go four, five for 15 at least. So it really will be yeah. one of them selling. Yeah. Combined with the fact they got to do it, everything. And it just can't, it, it can be one. It just can't be the other. That's his legacy right yeah. there. His le- his legacy, I'm telling you, bro, Paul George's shit is already, it's already stomped on. That shit gone. But Kawhi's is still, Kawhi obviously still a Hall of Famer. But like, Niggas gonna look at him differently <laughs> because Nick he was with Pop, then he did go to the Raptors, who were already a great team. They just replaced DeRozan with Kawhi. So and I mean, what we have to remember is as well is when you look at him, even though it's gonna be one of their faults, the Nuggets and Blazers are just better than them now. Yeah, top to bottom, they're just better teams now. Like so. It's like, damn. So does that mean we have to look at Jerry West a certain way now? Because uh, Jerry West, you know, we 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 Jerry, we hurrahed Jerry West real crazy, you know. Harold, we That's gave him all these ac- we gave him all the accolades, you know, <laughs> Paul. It's heralded, not heralded. Heralded, Jer- <laughs> Jerry West <laughs> as as one of the best GMs. All time, you feel me? He got he got K he got K, KD to the Warriors. You feel me? He did a bunch of other big moves, but you feel me? He's sitting right here, looking at this team be a struggle. Now, did he know Paul George was gonna be asked? No, no. But he should have got a. Can't I mean the dude was just an MVP candidate the year before. He watched so. him in the Thunder series, man. He still puts up the numbers. He beat the Spurs last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah. They're really a half game out of the two seat because the Suns suck, though. That's the craziest thing of all of this. Yeah. They're really about to get the one seed. And blow it. Now, if they get the one seed, they'll be fine in the first round. They're not losing to the Spurs or the Grizzlies. Oh, no. I, I say in the first round. Oh, blow it. Isn't, they're yeah, they're not it. winning it. No. 
dumb. No, they're not going to the. They're not going to the finals. I see the Lakers just be a four or five. You want to see them play them in the second round? Because they will not play them in the conference finals. They're not going to get there regardless. So you might as well just see it. I just want to see it. I just want to see undisputed the next day. That's really what I want to see after it happens. That's that's honestly what this is all about. Speaking of undisputed, I appreciate Dom today, man. He has been he has been steadfast. He has been straight up trying to get us to the big time of you know sports podcast media by making an opinion and standing by it, even if it's wrong. He said the he, he got all excited about the Heat. Then doubled back down the Sixers for no reason. We didn't have to do that. He uses barring injury line, which won't happen. But you know what? Hey, Amen. I understand it. And then he's made Harald enter my lexicon. So I have to appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an exceptional day, man. Hey, man, we just gotta go. Hey, man, you saw me. You saw me yesterday on Twitter all day. All the fuck done. Yeah. <laughs> Staring at that motherfucking website all from from like seven a.m. to like three p.m. I was staring at that website. That's true because like, it wasn't gonna right. be me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there waiting for every single trade, posting every poll, trying to get every reaction. But you know what? Look at right now, man. I see these votes. Thank you guys for coming and voting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Voting on the podcast and stuff, man. We really appreciate it. Now we going we gonna try and make it more interactive and everything like that. That's that's the key to Twitter. Yep. Gotta be funny and interactive. Yep. So you and by we he means him because I'm not doing any work now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm cooking up something now. I'm cooking up something for you guys. It should be very interesting. I can't wait for everyone to see that. All we ask, all we ask for is some extra Darnell retweets. <laughs> oh, I got you, man. <laughs> oh, my. oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I retweet what I see, man. If I see it on my radar. It's all good. Man. It's all good. Yeah. I understand. I understand with 11,000. <laughs> <laughs> he said you gotta get up a little bit, you know what I mean? For I, I see. Features. I, I see. <laughs> if you want to reach it, you better pay up. Well, he said, he said, I gotta pay 500000 for a retweet like the baby. <laughs> like the baby said, you want this feature tweet? You want. <laughs> <laughs> listening there's nowhere else we can go now thank you guys for <laughs> listening uh, hope, you, hope you enjoy um thank you guys for support amen it was a fun trade deadline it's gonna be a couple it's gonna be a couple more man kind of lulled out nba games but it's happening soon i will say one thing happening soon saturday night get ready for it sixers clippers which one of these teams is gonna choke this game up Doc, I mean, if it's not be there. That's true, but Kawhi might not be there either. Oh, shit. Oh, not Ben versus Paul. Not Tobias versus Paul. Oh, yeah. That's what we oh, need yeah. to say. That's Tobias versus his old team. Yeah. It's the return Doc game. versus old team. Oh, man. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. You know, 
keep that in mind. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of good games coming up, and I can't wait. But for Darnell Jones and for Dom, this is Demetrius, and uh, have a good one. Next time, triple D's everybody. You know we gonna keep it lit with y'all.